Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. In today's learning, the Mesil Sharma goes on to talk about the other aspect of his Rizos, that is, once somebody actually starts doing the mitzvah. So yesterday we spoke about before doing the mitzvah, a person has an idea, or the, a mitzvah comes to the person's way, so um, someone knocks on the door asking for money, something along those lines. So now I'm in the midst of the mitzvah, whatever it may, the, the mitzvah may be. He says, the Mesil Sharma says that a person has to do everything that they can in order to make sure that they are mashlim, that they complete the mitzvah as best as one can. And then he says this line that, I mean, is easy to gloss over perhaps, or is extremely startling. It's either one or the other. If you're spacing out, you gloss right over it, and if you actually read it, it's like, whoa, what is he talking about? The line that he says is that a person who doesn't, who starts a mitzvah, but does not finish it, he's, he's maschil, he's in a gomra, he starts a mitzvah and doesn't finish it, is kover ishto ranav, buries his wife and kids. And then he goes on and talks a little bit more. And you're like, wait a second, whoa, what? A person who starts a mitzvah but doesn't finish it, then his wife and kids have to die? Like, like it sounds, you know, pretty pretty horrible. So if you look at the Medrash Rabbah, so what is going on over here? So the Medrash Rabbah actually talks about Yehuda, where Yehuda had saved uh, um, Yosef a little bit. What was going on was that Yosef's brothers wanted to kill him. Uh, Reuben convinced them to throw them into the pit. And then Yehuda had gotten them to take him out of the pit, so now he's going, not going to die of starvation, but instead had them, he was sold into slavery, down to Mitzrayim, and so on and so forth. And what Yehuda should have done was convinced his brothers not to sell him at all, rather bring him back to Yaakov, save his life. And because he didn't, he started the mitzvah by convincing them not to kill him, or letting him die, but he didn't finish the mitzvah. And that's why, later on, Erev Onan, these are Yehuda's children, died. The art scroll I noticed in the notes points out, which is 100% accurate, that when we say that oh, it causes a person, you know, someone else to die, a certain punishment, obviously that person has to be deserving of it as well. Hashem works it out so that, you know, one person can be punished through multiple, uh, multiple people can be punished through, through one death. But, um, Obviously, it doesn't mean that you know the, the children are, are blameless in a, in a scenario where one's children are innocent and so on. But be that as it may, what in the world is going on over here? So there's, I don't know if I have a good shot, but at the very least, I saw the ATO safe on the on the uh, Medrash Rabbah says the following. He asks the following question, which is that if you'll notice in the story, it wasn't just Yehuda who started but didn't finish. Reuven also. Again, the story is that Yosef's brothers wanted to kill Yosef. He's coming to them, they're about to kill him, and Reuben says, no, 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 let's not kill him, rather let's throw him into the pit. What actually ended up happening, he ends up being sold into slavery. Reuben did not get them to return Yosef to Yaakov. Okay, that's Reuben. Then Yehuda says, let's take him out of the pit, let's sell him into slavery. And again, Yehuda did not get them to return it. Yosef to Yaakov. Yehuda, you started the mitzvah and didn't finish. What about Reuven, asks the eighth Yosef. Reuven also started the mitzvah and he didn't finish. Why isn't he also blamed? Why isn't he also punished? And the eighth Yosef explains because Reuven was not capable of finishing this mitzvah. They would not have listened to him. His argument was, let's not kill him, be a daim. Let, you know, let's not actively go ahead and stab him or something like that. Let's you know, throw him in the pit and you know, it won't be us. That they were willing to listen to. Anything more they were not willing to listen to. In our life, there are times, there are many times, where we start a mitzvah and don't finish it. Very often, it could be because we are not capable of doing that. A person wants to finish Shas. 
Okay? Now, some of us might be capable, capable of finishing Shas over 50 years. A person wants to start a Chesed organization. I would love to, and, and I'll do some sort of like Gemach thing in my house. But, but I, I'm not capable of doing like the full thing that I want to do. I'm just not capable of it, either because of, of external reasons, of Tirdus HaPernasa and raising children, or because of internal reasons. I'm not that sort of person to fundraise and, and so on and so forth. So it's just important to note that this line of any person who starts a mitzvah and doesn't finish it, it has to be obviously within the context of a human being who is capable of finishing it. Sometimes we're just not capable. Okay. Now, to the second point, which is like, but wait a second, it still sounds pretty intense. I looked around, a lot of, I see a lot of discussion talking about the Mida Kenegan Mida. I don't have a good explanation because I will admit, it does sound very intense, but I think the basic idea is that if a person took life seriously, and when we say life, we mean mitzvos, avodis Hashem, serving Hashem and coming close to Hashem, if you took that seriously, well then you wouldn't allow it, you would do everything you can to finish the mitzvah. A person who starts a mitzvah and doesn't finish it, they're in the midst of a mitzvah and they just kind of leave it, it shows it's not really important to them. It's not, it's not something that's driving them. And if that's a person's attitude, then why do you have a family? Why do you have a life? Why are you around? What are you doing on this planet? That's kind of the setup that I've seen from various Mepharshim. Again, I have to admit, it's a very intense sort of line, but I think with this sort of understanding that, again, it depends on the context and the individual, whether you're capable of it, and now we understand a certain aspect of Mida Kanega Hopefully, hopefully, this can help us grow in our Avodah Hashem. Have an amazing day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.